Welcome to Sleep Talk Snapshots, bringing you the latest on sleep from around the world. So welcome to this episode of Sleep Talk Snapshots, live from Sleep Down Under 2019. How's the meeting been for you, Maura? Oh, hello. I feel excited. I feel hear the background noise and music and a bit of chatter. It's been good. I mean, it's really great. It's probably one of the most enjoyable ones for a long time for me. And congratulations, you've just done uh, such a great job organising some sessions for the conference. There was the debate last night that was really well attended and very entertaining. I really liked the breakfast session that you organised the other day. Just tell us a bit about that. Yeah, well, it was 7 o'clock in the morning, which is a bit rude at the sleep conference. Um, It was talking about the idea of having a national awareness campaign for sleep health because we know in Australia and around the world we've had a lot of health campaigns around smoking, seatbelts, speeding, you know, HIV, AIDS, a whole lot of uh, successful campaigns and some not so successful. And we, as people, as listeners would know, we've, we've been lobbying the government and over the last, well, many, many years, but there's the parliamentary inquiry that was last year and, and the recommendations were released this year. And one of the recommendations was that we should have perhaps the, the they should, the government should support and fund a national awareness campaign for sleep health. So we thought, that's what a great idea. Let's have a symposium on that. So it's actually, we assembled a panel of sleep experts and also research experts and also two women who were actually marketing campaign, like social marketing campaigners, or, you know, experts in that field, but mostly sort of NGOs and government. And they were excellent. And they put us really into a space where I thought, oh dear, that's actually... <laughs> We're so excited. We've been loving. We've got the evidence. We thought we've got plenty of evidence for, and the the government, in fact, is saying, let's do one. But they've really rightly said, well, look, we really don't know even how to start. So we discussed it. It was a really good discussion, wasn't it? You you were in the audience, I noticed. Yeah, and that was really interesting and I thought very valuable, really from someone to come from outside the field, calibrate us, Mm. because we live in it and we get excited by it, and to say, great idea, but there's some foundation building blocks you're going to need to then work out where you want to go what about what about you what's i haven't seen much of you today we've been different the last few days we've been in different sessions what's caught your eye what's been your pick so far so one of the sessions i really enjoyed was the session on cannabinoids and their effect on sleep packed house which really indicates the just general interest in this area one of the interesting questions from the floor was well why now why the interest in cannabinoids you know these substances have been around for millennia and maybe it is there's just the regulatory change there's a public groundswell of support for plant-based medicines that do seem to have effects for a range of conditions and it seems to be the time but it was great to talk about some of the ways cannabinoids are being used so there is a pathway for medicinal cannabinoids in Australia and that use is really escalating but interestingly in the last three months the applications for insomnia have been increasing. Some nice data presented that was published in the Medical Journal of Australia showing that for illicit use of cannabis insomnia is the fourth most common reason that people report for using cannabis and sleep is the third most common symptom for using cannabis. But the way people are using it, we're a bit old schools, mainly bongs and joints rather than oils and uh, other more medicinal preparations. And that's despite there being really poor evidence for the use of cannabinoids in sleep disorders. There's not bad evidence in pains, so vomiting associated with chemotherapy, MS spasticity, and some evidence for short-term sleep disturbance associated with other disorders. But if you look at the research in sleep specifically, there's almost nothing. But a couple of trials underway, so there's a trial being undertaken by Zelda and University of Western Australia to look at 
a prepar- cannabinoid preparation for treatment of insomnia, and there will be a study done at Bullcock as well, looking at a randomised controlled trial of another cannabinoid medication. What else has caught your eye, Maura? Well, I went to a session yesterday. You know, sometimes it's really good to go to things you wouldn't normally go to, and some of the rooms were packed, so I thought I'll go into this other one. But it was a really great symposium on societal impact of sleep research and does science have to be sexy? I thought, oh, that sounds... But it was so four different people spoke, but the one that caught my eye the most in that was when the messages don't work, looking for an alternative approach. And it was a researcher, an academic from New Zealand called Sally Baddock, and it was just a really lovely... Um, I won't go into it too much, but the messages were really that the Maori population in New Zealand... Their SIDS, you know, um, cot deaths, you know, SIDS um, deaths were very, very high and maternal smoking rates were very high, uh, as was the rest of the nation too. And they did a big campaign and the, the non-Marley people uh, over the you know, 80s and 90s improved enormously, as, as in Australia as well. But the Indigenous population, particularly in New Zealand, I didn't see any data for our Indigenous people, they didn't get better at all. It was, in fact, it was a little bit worse, I think. But what they did was just, rather than saying don't co-sleep and and don't smoke and they just actually worked out ways of with the community how to do things and so they did a traditional woven basket little little peppy pod uh-huh. that the baby could still be in the bed with the family the pe- but but in their own little sleeping co- cocoon so they weren't going to be covered by sheets or covered by mum or dad and so they've done vast improvements with their um, the SIDS rates and the, the, imp- the sleep health of the whole family I think maternal smoking rates have gone down but what I loved about it was just that approach. It was very, very important, especially on the back of that breakfast session. If we're going to try and change community behaviour or community attitudes and improve health and improve outcomes, I just thought, wow, it really was a bit of a penny drop moment that we have to go to the people rather than thinking we've got all the authority and we're just going to tell you all the facts and you've got to change your behaviour now. Yeah. So that was the, that, that warmed my heart and I really liked that. And I didn't expect that at the sleep conference. It was, I wasn't looking for that. I'm normally in my insomnia sessions, etc. So the take-homes for me, overall, I've just enjoyed that the breadth of the, the conference. For, the, for, the, for me, it's been the, the widest and deepest conference that I've had so far with ASA. And I've been coming since 1994. So like, what about you? What's your take-home or the overall message? Well, I actually just want to give a shout-out. There was an excellent postgraduate workshop on Wednesday that you and I were both involved with, so cognitive behavioural therapy for insomnia and trying to upskill health professionals in that. And that was great. Loved delivering that. We had about 60 attendees. But the bit I loved was it was put together by people who have been involved in mentoring and just to see them blossom and do such a fantastic job. So shout out to Dr. Claire Ellender, Hayley Meeklem, Dr. Jess Kennedy. Wow. Yeah. Amazing job. Yeah. yeah. I, I second that. It's fantastic. Yeah, that's what I think. There's a lot younger people doing a lot more leadership roles, and that's so. There's a changing of the guard, yeah. I think, and I'm, so I'm happy to be. I'm more in the audience, yeah. and I'm more a nobody. I'm very happy to be. So, yeah. so there you go. So that's another theme from me. A bit of a take-home message. I, I like that changing of the guard, and just lovely to see. That means the field's going to be strong moving forward. So look out for next year's meeting. Come and join us in Brisbane. So it'll be October 22nd to 24th for Sleep Down Under 2020. Thanks. Cheerio. For the A to Z of sleeping well, head to the hub, sleephub.com.au. This podcast is not intended as a substitute for your own independent health professional's advice, diagnosis or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider within your country or place of residency with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. 